Hey there, and thanks for joining me as I show up to give you powerful, practical, quick, and kingdom tools for you to go out there and live your best life, to show up every day as the best, healthiest, fullest version of yourself, and to live a joyful, abundant, and destiny-filled life. You know, sometimes I might talk about things I've learned, being a wife, a mom, a sister, friend, pastor, mentor, a mentee, a human being. I might share a ridiculous story, and there are some ridiculous stories from my own journey, my successes, and the not so much. I might unpack practical tips and relationship tools. I might encourage you, challenge you, make you laugh, make you cry, and maybe some days it will be all of the above. The point is, I'm really excited, and I hope you are too. So grab your coffee, sit down with me, Danielle Steinspring, and let's start living. Well, hey there. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Hey There podcast, you guys. I want to dive right in today and introduce you to a word. Now, I didn't make up the word. It's not a brand new word, but it's a word that apparently I say a lot because my friends have mentioned it, and it's something that I'm going to talk about a good bit in 2021, and so I'm going to tell you this word, and then we're going to dive into why it's been important for my journey, and the word is humanity. Can you say humanity? (laughs) Humanity. Okay, I apparently say this word a lot especially when I'm talking about things like emotional health, relational health, emotional intelligence, um, you know, our mindset and um, taking our thoughts captive and all of those things. I'm going to talk about humanity. So what do I mean when I say humanity? I'm going to define it for us in this episode so that as I talk further about it in some upcoming episodes, it will all make sense. What I mean when I say humanity is I'm talking about the parts of me that are human, the parts of me that are not perfect, the parts of me that are messy and real and not robotic. I'm talking about the things that make us all a lot more relatable and real and connected to each other. And I'm talking about humanity today because for a long, long, long time, whether we know it or not, whether I knew it or not, my focus was about being less human. (laughs) Truth be told, my focus was on not having weakness, not having mess, not being a work in progress, not being on a journey, not being a a mistake prone, accident prone, um, not being emotional, not being expressive, all of those things I had subconsciously attached to shame or immaturity or... um, a lack of growth. And while 
there are definitely some people out there to whom we can attribute their uh, messiness to a lack of maturity. But what I'm talking more about is that desire and that need that we have to, to be less human, to be perfect. What do I mean? Well, in, in my own life, um, I attributed some of my own emotions to being bad, to being wrong, to being ugly, to being shameful. And I wouldn't allow myself to feel those things because, well, if I was more Christ-like, I wouldn't feel angry right now. If I was, if I was more mature, I wouldn't be having this response. If I was not such a mess, I wouldn't be thinking this way. And some of that's valid. A lot of that actually, you know, we need to grow. We need to be on the journey, be on the process. But I didn't want to be a work in progress. I didn't want to be on the process. I wanted to be perfect, complete, perfect. (laughs) I wanted to look and appear like I had it all together. Side note, every leader in your life is pretending like they are way more together than they actually are without exception. And I am learning in this year, in this season, actually, the journey of the last two years of my life, maybe longer at this point, has been to love my humanity, not to shine up my weaknesses and pretend that they don't exist, but to actually love where I'm weak because in my weakness, I get divine access to his power. It is only in my weakness that I get to see his power in a unique and remarkable way. And I'm not talking about character flaws. I'm not talking about a lack of character. I'm not talking about a lack of maturity. I'm not talking about an, an unwillingness to deal with your crap. Those, that is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about here is the fact that there's actually a real beautiful maturity in learning how to have emotions and process through them in a mature way so that they're not derailing you. There's also a maturity in recognizing that you're not perfect and that you do have weaknesses and that you do have emotions, that you do make mistakes, that you do have conflict. So what I'm not talking about is immaturity. Maturity is going to cost you something. It's going to cost you growing up, being powerful, taking ownership, taking responsibility. In fact, I have another episode coming up soon about being powerful people. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. So I'm not talking about immaturity. I'm not talking about character issues. I'm not talking about you're allowed to be a jerk because that's part of being human. No, I'm not saying you're allowed to continue in unhealthy relationships because that's part of being human. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that you're allowed to have emotions. You're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to have weaknesses and not have it together all the time. So why am I falling in love with my humanity? Well, I'm learning more and more and more about the humanity of Jesus. He actually came to earth to inhabit a human form in all of its imperfections 
And he lived a perfect life within that. He lived completely connected to the Father in the midst of his humanity. He actually was angry. He actually did experience weakness. He actually did experience turmoil and pain, more so honestly than I will ever know. And he didn't come as human to show us how to be as robot. (laughs) He came as human to show us how in the middle of our own humanity, in the middle of our mess, we can stay connected to the Father through the spirit that he left behind for us. He showed us in the Garden of Gethsemane what it looked like to be completely undone and still remain connected to the Father. He showed us what it looked like to be compassionate for someone who was broken. He showed us what it looked like to meet others in their own humanity. You know, I love the picture of the woman who was caught in adultery and he didn't instantly jump in and shame her for being naked in the street. You know, if you're caught in the act of adultery, then you're in a certain state that may not be appropriate for the outside world for all to see. But he didn't immediately cover her and shame her. He got right down in the middle of her nakedness, in the middle of the thing that was so uncovering and so damning to her. He got right down beside her and showed her love and compassion. He didn't try to clean her up and make her perfect and make her that make sure and make sure that she fits society's standards of clean. Nope. He loved her. He showed her compassion. He was moved with so much grace and so much love. And that's the kind of person that I want to be. And it's also the Jesus that I so desperately need. It's the voice of the father that doesn't say, you better clean up right now or else you're not good enough. It's the voice that gets right down in the midst of my mess, draws no attention to the ugly part, but just says, I'm here and you're okay. And of course, it is also compassionate to provide the steps needed in order for her to get free. She didn't stay there forever. He didn't leave her naked in the street. But he did meet her right in the middle of her most exposed, vulnerable, and human state. He himself experienced humanness, and he also showed us what compassion for humanity looks like. So when I'm talking about my own journey to fall in love with my humanity. It's me bringing that Christ-like compassion into the middle of my most human moments, into my most unlovable places, into the areas of my heart that are the ugliest and the most shameful to me, bringing his compassion into that, allowing him to love me there. And guys, a lot of that starts with allowing myself to love me there. If I can't even allow him into it because I won't look at it, if I won't let him into those ugly parts, then love can't get there. So part of the journey is me opening up those ugly parts, the most unlovable parts, the most shame-filled parts of myself and letting love in. When I talk about 
falling in love with my humanity. It's getting really comfortable with the fact that I'm not perfect. Really, really comfortable with the fact that I am weak. And my weakness is a divine connection to his power to break through in the areas that I need him the most. You know, I'm trying to determine right now if I should make this a part two, and I think I will. I think I'm going to stop, wrap us up here, and give you guys a part two episode next week. But I wanted to bring this up because in a phone call with um, with Sis this week, I we had been talking a lot about some things that were coming up in both of our hearts. You know, she's processing some some tough emotions and some big life stuff. And and I was processing some of my emotions too. And and I gave her permission to love her humanity. And she said, can you, can you stop? She says, I'm going to stop you there because I've heard you say this a lot the past year. You've said humanity a lot. You've said loving your humanity a lot. I feel like that's your phrase. And she's heard me say it so much that she didn't, you know, need me to define it for her. But I don't get to spend hours on the phone with each of you where you hear me unpacking what I'm talking about. Um, So I felt like it was important that this phrase that I've been saying um, for some time now kind of got a definition because you're going to be hearing it a lot. In, in this season of the Hey There podcast and in some of the stuff that you're going to be seeing from me um, in the future. I think it's important. I think it's important that one, that you know what I mean when I say these words. And two, I think it's important that you start to ask yourself, how, how much of my life have I spent trying to not be human? Trying to not be a mess, trying to not make a mess, trying to be perfect, trying to keep it together, trying not to make mistakes, living in shame or fear of your emotions, of relational mishaps. Look, guys, this is a big one for me. When I actually make mistakes in relationships, and I do, I've hurt those closest to me before, not on purpose, but because I am in fact human, I make mistakes and that is still a really huge trigger for me. When I make a mistake in relationship. I can really beat myself up. And the journey of falling in love with your humanity says, wow, you made a mistake. Rather than shaming myself and beating myself up for the mistake that I made, I get to go, okay, I'm human. And Jesus loved my humanity so much that he plopped himself right down in the middle of it and gave me a connection to the Father through his life and his death and his burial and his resurrection. He gave me a connection to the Father so that I could have compassion for this moment and power to move out of it. If I only beat myself up for being human, I will never access either of those things. I can't access the compassion that he brings to me in the middle of my nakedness and my ugliness and my unlovableness. And I also won't have access to the power that he gives me to climb out of it, to the power that he left, the connection that he left for me to be able to move forward, grow, and become more like him. So there you have it. Falling in love with my humanity isn't giving me permission 
to be a horrible person and to not grow. (laughs) It's not giving me permission to stay where I am forever and to just be an immature believer or to be, you know, a horrible person. (laughs) Nope. Falling in love with my humanity is the very thing that gives me immediate access to the compassion and the power that Jesus gave us access to when he himself became human. He didn't come here in his perfectly God state. Nope. He came as a baby, as the weakest, as the smallest. And he showed me how to stay connected to the Father and how to have compassion on my ugliest and most human parts. All right. That's all I have for you guys today. I'm very excited about next week's episode. I've got my notes for it right in front of me. In fact, I might stop recording and just pick right back up where I left off so that I can dive right into part two of loving your humanity. I hope you guys have an excellent day. Look inside and ask yourself if this is something that resonates with you. And I'll catch you next week on the Hey There podcast.